I feel like I haven't talked to you in so long. It's it's funny. I was thinking the same thing because we haven't done like an official thing like this in a long time. Um, well, okay, two parts, two things. <laughs> so my, my thinking, and we're off. Yeah, exactly. My thinking was like, oh, we haven't done that in, in like forever. Sat down with the mics and done the podcast thing. Uh, it, it hasn't been forever at all. It's been like. <laughs> I don't know, a couple months or something? Feels like forever. Right? I don't know. Like, we did... I don't know. We, we did... I think because anyway. a lot. We did yeah. a lot. We did a, a bunch in a row. Yeah, like, in a stretch. It was like for, twice a week there for a minute. Yeah. And then... But the second half of it was that we see each other, like, <laughs> three times a week. Now, I, <laughs> I mean, Zoom. other than my wife, I talk to you... You're the top, You're in the top five of people mm-hmm. I talk to the most. Yeah. Your word cloud, as John Barleycorn, very large. Uh, well, listen, it's great to be back in front of the Zoom mic with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I actually wanted to, to ask you a question, and I I'm, wanted to hear. I'm not interested wanted... in that. All right, we'll do something else. <laughs> do you want to play like a word game or something? <laughs> a word association how, game? Yeah. How um, how are you with Sudoku? I've been getting better at it because of COVID. Are you? Because I don't have okay. anything. No, I. This is this is going to go off on a di- diversion that I don't want to get <laughs> oh off on because I've literally never played Sudoku once. I do a lot of crossword puzzles. If I'm being honest, dude, I bought. <laughs> me and my wife went to Target toward the beginning of all this stuff, and I was like, "We need a thousand piece puzzle. We just we have to get a thousand piece puzzle." And then all we could find was like a 750, and I was just like so dissatisfied, and then never finished it. Like <laughs> it was like so insurmountable with like all the other stuff that we do in our lives. I uh, I figured out back in April that I don't have the attention span for. We went through the same uh, COVID puzzle thing. Mm-hmm. My wife and I went got a puzzle. I think we had one actually at the house, so we like. It was unopened box in the basement. We like knocked that one out, but it was when I say we, I mean she did like eighty percent of it, <laughs> and I stood there and like scrolled Instagram. <laughs> I can like focus for like a few minutes, but I, what you know what I'm good at? I'm good at sorting them into light colors. Yeah, yeah. So like that part I'm good well, at. I did She's really good I'm at like, like, putting them together. I found every flat edge. I'm like these are right. all the edges, and like in my mind I'm just like, uh, it's it's basically done. I basically completed the, the puzzle. puzzle's basically finished. Now I'm going to listen to Dexy's Midnight Runners for three straight hours, and then it'll just be done. And it's like, no. Uh, yeah, I've, she got I've really into it. Four Spielberg movies, <laughs> gone through every Dexy's album. Puzzle is not even a quarter done. Yeah, so eventually it was funny because one day she came home and. I had put like the puzzle away and stuff and kind of straightened up some other stuff and like she didn't notice and it had kind of been like the bane of her existence for like two weeks at least at that point because you know we're like distancing and everything and not leaving the house very often and so I'm, I'm like expecting her 
to walk in and just like shower me with accolades for having put the puzzle away. Because <laughs> it was taking up our entire <laughs> coffee table. <laughs> and, then, and then like later that night, it's like three hours after she gets home and we're like in the middle of watching TV and she's like, oh, the pu- you put the puzzle away. <laughs> I'm just like <laughs> brooding. <laughs> mm-hmm. I did. Thank you for noticing. Thanks for noticing. Yeah. Thanks for noticing. <laughs> so dumb. She noticed um, eventually. Okay, listen, so... As yeah. much as I would love to continue talking about puzzles, and I know the people listening are just on the edge of their seat right now, but... You want to go back it's to a good sec- It's a good... Yeah, let's go back to the Pepsi challenge. <laughs> no, it's a good segue, because what I want to talk to you about was 2020... There's this kind of general feeling. I see it a lot in memes, uh, a lot like in recovery pages. I was say, you're talking about recovery memes. Uh, a lot just in general in social media about how 2020 is just a shitty year. And uh, I'm curious what, what your thoughts are on that. I, um, yeah, I mean, so there's this, there's this thing that, I feel like recovered people have to do, and when I say recovered, I mean, so, okay. <laughs> I'm going to do another one of my tiered answers to this. <laughs> Can't just give me a straight answer. <laughs> okay. Uh, no. There you go. <laughs> okay. And thanks for joining us on Podcast Greater Than Yourself. So fun. there's this thing, like, as a uh, if your baseline existence is that you have done all 12 steps of AA and had the experience that the book talks about and you live with the 10 step promises in your life and you have neutrality around this thing that dominated your life and ruined your life. Um, and that like miracle is like real and vibrant and alive and constantly the, uh, like, underpinning of everything that you do in your life Mm -hmm. you cannot help but be ecstatic about that and grateful and super stoked to share that with other people and to Mm -hmm. to reel them in with a vision of what's possible for them in their life if they are the same kind of person as you are the person that the book talks about so i feel like way before 2020 i'm thinking even like you know, you know, way back to my first times doing step work and getting some of that experience, you go into meetings and, or even just, you know, sitting around at the recovery club or whatever, bullshitting with other sober people who are not experiencing that. And whether they're alcoholics or not, um, you know, are just, they're having either like a ho-hum existence or a really bummer existence or wildly vacillating between like periods of, you know, manic hopefulness inspired by like massive amounts of caffeine and nicotine and like <laughs> lovey dovey fellowshipy shit. And then like the opposite, which is just like this soul crushing depression of like being disconnected from the universe and everything around me. Um, right. And you go into meetings and it's like you feel fucking shitty for wanting to share like how stoked you are about this awesome thing called recovery, right? And so I think like that already exists before COVID, 
before all this just virile insanity that goes on in the world, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's no part of me that's that's uh, trying to claim like um, this is a great year for everybody. Everybody's doing <laughs> awesome, right? You know, like right. Um, and it's uh, it would be the opposite of compassionate and understanding for me to act like everybody on earth is having a great year. But during all that, I am having, I mean, 2020 was personally for me, like on paper, the best year of my life, hard stop. And like, congratulations, by the way. Thank you. And like, I, I don't, uh, I think like on the backside of that, is is uh I don't see 2021 not being better than 2020 if I continue to do the stuff that I was doing in 2020, you know, cuz right. like uh 2020 wasn't the best year of my life because I like, you know, got a $20,000 raise and fucking you know, just like external stuff, right? It was, right. It was it was really the year where I was able to see how that that baseline of neutrality and happiness that's been given to me is uh, still there when, like, there's real, um, you know, palpable reason to be, like, afraid of big, scary, weird stuff, you know? Right. And upheaval and, you know any number of reasons to to be freaked out um and really really got to see you know and i had i had seen it before 2020 but all through last year i really got to see what it means when they're talking about matching calamity with serenity you know mm. because you're you're finding yourself like still really 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 incredibly profoundly grateful like at at your core for like spiritually substantive things um and and again really excited to carry those to other people and you know not everything's perfect <laughs> lots of things are far from perfect but it's like my internal condition was not influenced by the calamity around me in 2020. And that was fucking crazy to experience that. And that's why I say, like, I think that is the best year of my life because, yeah, a bunch of cool stuff happened in my life personally. But to be able to see those those things going on that aren't cool in the world and that are big and scary, but to to see in meditation... You know, before I go to bed, like how fucking stoked I am. <laughs> it's just like, wow, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. You know? And I think the reason why I preface all that with like, you know, you go go into a meeting and say, I'm recovered and I don't have the obsession to drink and I live happily and I don't avoid alcohol and you know, I, I don't uh, avoid bars and I you know, I don't avoid friends that drink and you know, I, I, I don't crave it because it's not, it's been removed from me. You know, you go and you say that in a lot of meetings and people 
get really defensive because they're not having that experience. And I think it's similar with this. Like a lot of people are not having that experience. And so when I see recovery meme pages that are like, fucking life shit, this year fucking sucks. Like to me, it's like that, um, that meme from the office where Jenna Fisher has like the two pictures and she's like, (laughs) corporate needs you to show, you know, point out the difference in these two pictures. Right. But it's like, to me, it's like, uh, and this was actually a meme I had in my head that I like could not figure out how to conceptualize visually. But the idea is basically like your fourth step needs needs you to point out the difference between these two resentments. And one of them is like, you know, I hate these people who have legitimately fucked me over and, you know, alcohol ruined my life. And it's all this stuff that really, really happened. And the other one is like 2020 sucks because mm-hmm. it's like, you know, and then she's at the bottom saying they're the same resentment. Like, it's the right. same fucking thing. Your internal condition has not improved. You're not recovered, mm-hmm. you know? Right. Yeah, that's, uh, I knew you were gonna, I knew you were gonna nail that, and and I knew basically that story. You know, I think, so, you brought up so many things, but first, um, 100% agree like there are people out there who are having who've lost loved ones through the pandemic who've you know uh, are having like who've lost jobs who've had all these things and obviously not taking anything away from those people and what i was thinking about as you were talking is when you're speaking like that i feel the experience that you're describing because i've i have shared that experience with you mm-hmm. and it's how i used to always end my shares in meetings um uh I would say, you know, if you're doing the AA nod with me right now, if everything I've just said makes perfect sense to you, I'm not speaking to you. All right. But if I sound like an asshole, then you should probably talk to me after the meeting. <laughs> exactly. So, like, there's a bunch of people listening to this who are either A, like, who think that John sounds like an asshole, or they, they legitimately desire what you just talked about mm-hmm. you know they want to be able to match glamu serenity and want to know how to get there um and uh and i think that one of the things people might be wondering like why we're all of a sudden just popping out of nowhere with this like random podcast <laughs> you know and so <laughs> i would say Isn't this coming uh, out on bastille day <laughs> it is <laughs> It is. I wish I knew what Bastille Day. I think it's like (laughs) Like, in August. (laughs) Oh, it is? Okay. (laughs) Is it a Canadian holiday? I thought we were doing Bastille Day. Okay, I was mistaken. Do you have a Bastille reading plan? (laughs) (laughs) No, legitimately, though, I did tell you I wanted to ask you about 2020, but I don't know if I said... I literally have my book open to page 68, which is where Serenity, Calamity, Mm -hmm. where that line is, you know, and I read it before I got on the Zoom with you, and to me, it's just like the epitome of what what this year is about, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, I also had potentially the greatest year of my life on paper, um, and uh, I got the greatest compliment the other day um, from a friend of ours um, who we met through this. And it's the strangest compliment because if you'd have given me this compliment prior to sobriety, first of all, if you'd have written down a thousand things somebody might have said about me, this wouldn't have even been on the list. Somebody said to me, and I quote, 
you make loving God cool. <laughs> it's just like the, the kind of thing, like, <laughs> you say, say this to me in a bar in, in 2011, and I just, like, break a bottle on a chair and shove it in your neck. <laughs> I was like, I didn't even know how to respond, because I was like, what? <laughs> I don't even know what that you're means. Like, did you do the thing where you're like, you, like, turn around? Is there a... <laughs> Is there somebody behind me? Is uh, <laughs> is Wilford Brimley standing behind me? Richard Rohr? <laughs> Sandy Sandy Duncan back there? <laughs> I don't know why I'm thinking of those people, but... But I was like, oh my God, I've literally... That's never... Like, I never set... That, A, never set out for that to happen, mm -hmm. you know? But I... I was thinking that I thought about it and I was like, well, you know, God is a central fact in my life today. You know, mm -hmm. the relationship that I have with God and the belief that everything good in my life is as a result of this thing that I have, this relationship that I have with God, that nothing good in my life is of my own doing because everything that's, everything time I tried to do something good in my life, um, I fucked it up. Mm -hmm. And the more I rely upon this power in my life, the more I lean into this power, the better my life gets. And I talk about this with my wife, who's not in recovery all the time, especially now and with the pandemic going on. And I am constantly saying, like, um, you know, despite all that's going on, look at how incredible our life is, yeah. you know, and, uh, and, and look at how amazing it is. And it doesn't mean it's not without its faults, you know but it's exactly where I'm supposed to be, right? I believe without a doubt, with every fiber of my being, that I am exactly where God wants me to be. And that's what the book is talking about. It says, we are in the world to play the role that he assigns, mm -hmm. you know? Uh, would Do I wish I made, I had way more money in the bank or like more free, more this or more that? Yeah, I mean, that sounds like fun, you know? But if I were to go out and seek that thing myself and drop all this other stuff, I guarantee you it's not going to end up the way I think it's going to end up. Mm -hmm. And I'm probably un, I probably lose the ability to meet that calamity with serenity. Yeah. Right. Um, because to me, that's a promise. Yeah. It's a promise in the book. And it's been my experience that no matter what's going on around me, I'm able to somehow, uh, find, that everything's okay. Yeah. You know? And uh, I don't know. I just, uh, I know there's a lot of people probably struggling and I just want to, I wanted to, you know, share that it doesn't have to be that way. Totally. Like right before that in the book, <clears throat> in the actor analogy, there's a line mm -hmm. that comes to my mind. Like, I mean, absolutely every day sometimes many times multiple times a day but it's uh is he really not a producer of confusion rather than harmony yeah and that's one of those lines that i constantly use in prayer you know going into like last night i was on a paddle panel with some friends of ours at a treatment center and one of the prayers I say before going into that is like, you know, make me a producer of harmony, you know, because I don't want to go into a speaking engagement um, 
with my own bullshit leading me, you know, um, right. I have mental faculties. I have experience. I have knowledge that's all applicable to, to that experience, to speaking somewhere. But I don't want those things to lead me. I want them to supplement this power that's leading me, you know. I want to be able to use the gifts that I have the way that that power would have me use them, you know. And so anytime I'm, you know, finding myself in a situation like that where I feel like it went well, afterward, I've at least a little browned out and I have like no real concrete idea of what I said. Right. Um, but I kind of have like the overview or whatever. And that, that feeling like, yeah, that went really well. It's this thing in, <laughs> in the book, you know, it's like, uh, strangely lifted, you know, mm -hmm. I think, is it Bill's story where he talks about, mm -hmm. you know, they go and, and, work with these new guys and their families and they would leave feeling strangely lifted. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's that line about how, you know, this is, this is a design for living that works in rough going. And that's really what we're talking about. I think it's often mistaken as sponsorship is the design for living that mm. works in rough going. Now I think like that's a huge key of it, but if that were it, you know, it would just be, you know, you live in step 12 and that's it. You know, there's, there's three steps you're supposed to live in. Right. So I, I view that as the design for living. And I think like once you've recovered and you're in 10, 11 and 12, all three are equally important. And recently for me, something you just said that, you know, I was reminded of is, is this experience of doing some inventory when I come up against fear and resentment and doing an inventory and seeing in that inventory how, um, you know, frustration that I have in a moment where I'm like, I'm coming to a 10 step saying like, Oh, I'm discomforted. I don't, I don't feel comfortable. Like I'm just like some vague discomfort or whatever, you know, mm -hmm. um, part of, part of that 10 step process is like realizing like, um, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not magic. <laughs> I'm not, you know, like, I'm not a fucking sorcerer. I'm a human, right? right? I'm just a recovered alcoholic. It doesn't, may, it, doesn't, it doesn't mean that I'm, like, floating in clouds and I'm not going to feel uncomfortable ever. I'm a fucking person, you know? Of course. And, and in life, there's discomfort. But um, those 10-step promises remain, right? So long as I am still waking up every day and, and making a conscious decision to follow the design for living every day. I mm -hmm. do that. I still have that as my baseline experience. Right. And I'm still not fighting alcohol. I'm not, and, right. and there's many, many other things I'm not fighting. And so in this recent inventory that came to mind when you were talking, um, there was some stuff in there where it's just like, I am so, so neutral. Uh, I am so, so neutral, so comfortable, so not fighting finances. Like, I have gotten to this place where I'm, I'm following inspirations on money, which, you know, 
<laughs> some of that's been like these cats at Starbucks don't want to be fucking working on Christmas, so they're getting twenty dollar bills. You know, mm. like some of it's been stuff like that. Right. Some of it's been like, you know, other other similar things, um, or just like you know, Venmoing my mom lunch or whatever. You know, just random right. stuff. Um, when that still quiet voice comes up, I just fucking do it, and I don't go. But money, you know, I just don't mm -hmm. like, and that's, you know, that's only been through practical mm. application of 11 step stuff and 10 step right. stuff. And right. so in following those inspirations that I get in my 11 step practice, which is every single day in following that and practicing that and getting better at hearing those inspirations, feeling them and, and listening to them and acting on them, I've gotten to a place where I'm not afraid with money and I'm mm -hmm. just not there. But it's so relevant to what we're talking about because I'm not Johnny millionaire <laughs> and I've right. got a baby coming and you know what I mean? And like there's, but are you, but aren't you taken care of in every way that's needed? Yeah. And like, and, and the stuff that, that happens, you know, and it's like, it's, I, I don't want to cheapen that feeling that I have by acknowledging this, but I am in this moment where, like, two two pay periods in a row, I'm getting, like, a big bonus suddenly. Mm, right. That just happened. And then my wife gets, you know, she's been unemployed, and she's about to have a baby, and suddenly mm -hmm. a job falls in her lap that's paying her quite well and working very flexibly with her. Right. And insurance panned out for her. And, like, you know, there's all these things. And all all that I keep doing is when she's, like, she comes to me and she has some worry about something and it's going to cost us some money. I'm like, cool, do it. Yeah. Sounds like it. what we need to do. Do that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, like, and we and she and I have this talk the other night and I, and I just, you know, after, you know, a stupid thing I had to make amends to her for where, you know, I... I kind of egged on, I didn't kind of, I 100% egged on a stupid <laughs> argument. Yep. And we had a, you know, um, one of those arguments that you have as a couple. And once once I had made an approach to make amends with her and stuff, we were talking. And part of what we started talking about was like, do you, do you see the universe like taking care of us right now mm. you know like do you see all this stuff that's going on and she was just like yes and i was like god's got this dude yeah. she was like i know and i was just like dude god's fucking got this so when you tell me that somebody says that you make it seem cool to to love god it sounds like the corniest shit ever <laughs> but it's it's the fucking realest dopest shit ever because it's like because right. it's how I, it's how I'm living you know and and I've experienced it and it's not just something that I'm just like you know bullshitting about like I feel right. that shit dude because it's yeah, real and as you're as you're talking I'm like I know that people listening can't see us but I can like 
I mean, I can feel what the words you're saying. I've had so many experiences like what you're just talking about. My wife and I have had so many chats like that and neither one of our wives are in the program, Mm -hmm. right? But they see us living this life and they see its effects on their lives. So it's natural, right? I had a sponsee one time who um, had been making this certain, uh, had needed to set up an arrangement with an amends and uh, wasn't going to have the money and they weren't negotiating the payment. And he was very upset about this. And he called me very upset. And I said, um, why don't you just trust that God's got it? Like how long until the money's due? And it's like, uh, the first payment's due in 30 days, but I'm, I'm not going to have the money. And I'm like, well, why don't you just not worry about it? Why don't you just focus on working for God and like doing all the things you're supposed to do? And like, my guess is that the money will show up. And he's like, okay. And he did that. Like he didn't just pay me lip service. Mm -hmm. Like I saw him do that. I saw him, um, do those actions and, and live that life. And, uh, wouldn't you know it? Uh, (laughs) it wasn't like a week later that a job he had applied to six months earlier out of nowhere called him, which was going to mean a huge increase in his pay. Uh Um, and, uh, right around the time, that um, that money was no longer an obligation. He wasn't really loving the job anymore, and it wasn't like his favorite job. And the previous company he had worked for, where he really enjoyed working and he found a lot of pleasure out of, um, came back and were like, hey, what if we paid you the same amount of money you're making over there, but you came back and did the job you really love? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like... He didn't do any of those things, right? He's just focused on living his life. And the thing about, like you said, design for living. And the thing is, again, like, I don't know why I just keep thinking about people listening and being like, but how do I get from where I am now to where I'm struggling with my finances? I don't believe that God's ever going to put the right person in my life. Because those are the primary things, right? It's like, I'm never going to find the person. I don't have enough money, et cetera, et cetera, right? And, um, you know... The thing is, is that it is just a design, right? If you just implement the design Mm -hmm. into your life, the results just show up automatically. You don't have to do any, like um, this, we're not talking, I worry, I I worry maybe that people think this is some advanced AA class. And I was thinking about it today, actually, it came up uh, earlier uh, in in a quiet moment that... um, there is no such thing as advanced AA. Yeah. There's just AA. <laughs> There's yeah. just, it's just the most basic shit every day. Now, my relationship with God has advanced. Mm-hmm. It has grown in an understanding. But if anything, all that's really happened is, is that I've kept discovering how infinite and vast God is. Mm-hmm. Um, and through that, I get just more and more the incredible feeling of being completely taken care of in every way. And this uh, makes me think about the idea of um, the difference between faith and trust. Yeah. You've heard me talk about that, right? Yeah. And so like the thing I love about this, the difference between faith and trust is like using the wheelbarrow uh, analogy. So like, uh, imagine that you're standing, uh, on the street corner and a dude comes up to you and he's like, Hey, I'm a tightrope walker. 
and I'm going to, I've, I've just strung a tightrope 40 feet above uh, this here street and I'm going to walk across it. Do you have faith, you know, that I can do that? And, uh, and you're like, uh, yeah, I mean, you say you're a tightrope walker. So sure. Like I, I have faith that you'll get across. And, uh, and then he says, cool. I'm also going to push this wheelbarrow across the tightrope. Now get in the wheelbarrow. Right. (laughs) And that's trust. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I, I often use kind of that barometer of like, am I in, this is God, I'm going to sound so fucking corny when we're done with this. <laughs> I can't, like, I just ran that line in my head and I was like this. Now I'm just a dick who talks like this, I guess. So anyways, do the steps and you can sound like an asshole. And, um, that's the 13th promise. And, um, but you know, so I'm like, am I in God's wheelbarrow? Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, God, what a fucking That's pretty bad. That is awful. <laughs> Don't cut it out. I love because it. I want no, it's staying in 100%. Awful. You know, <clears throat> I've just lost all respect from everyone that knows. Well, me. no, I mean, I think there's been at least one or two episodes where I was like, I'm in the wheelbarrow. <laughs> well, I mean, I say that story. often. I think I, I think I get the words mixed up, though. Faith and trust. Um, I think I've been like belief and faith, them. and <laughs> I'm like I don't know which is which, but it illustrates a point. Um, here's the thing: all I want. You were at a rehab last night doing a panel. I was at a rehab last night. Uh, brand new rehab just opened. There were two patients and three of us. That's fun. and it was one of the most incredible. I love those. hours that I've had in a while. That's awesome. And, uh, you know, um, it just makes me, it made me think a lot last night. And then again, this morning about, am I doing the best job that I can be of, of getting out this hope that this program offers, Mm -hmm. you know, um, the hope that is available to people. And I just want people to know that if they're listening and they're not recovered or they don't feel like they're at, they're getting these things that we're talking about, that they're all available to them, you Mm -hmm. know? And I know that sounds like, I sound like I'm like, like beating this drum or like hitting this infomercial over and over, but I just, you know, like, um, hit us up on our email, get it through us at, uh, Dr. Silkworth or through our podcast, um, or our Instagram page, like, um, you know, we, we, one of the things that has happened in 2020, that's incredible. I was talking to our good friend about it last night is, um, I have way more friends now than I did a year ago. Mm -hmm. And there I have, I have, I have now all of a sudden I have to have, uh, what's it called? WhatsApp. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. I have Same WhatsApp thing. now. I haven't had WhatsApp on my phone since like 2010. <laughs> right. And now because I have this international friend group of people uh-huh. who are like, are te- I'm, I got asked to speak in Australia later this month. And I, uh, I, I have to be like, wait, so it's Thursday means it's Friday <laughs> or is it Wednesday? Like, I don't ever, I can't ever get it straight, but I have like, all, and like, I'm literally waking up saying good morning to someone as they're going to bed saying good night to me. In Australia, I'm talking yeah. to these people in Mexico and then people all across the United States. It's just been the most incredible thing. Um, and uh, and so the only other thing I wanted to ask you about uh, was like kind of like your AA Zoom life. What does your AA Zoom life look like? Oh, man. So super 
you know, I didn't even realize how early it was in all this stuff that we started that Wednesday meeting. Mm. It was like really early. That was like the third week of March or something. Wow. Actually, I think it was March 22nd. How the fuck do you remember that? Because it's on the fucking meeting agenda page or whatever. Like it's at the top, the day. Right. Um, I'm a freak with memory stuff. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, uh, it's, it's, uh, so, you know what, we're, we're, this week's going to be the end of our third time through the book. Yeah. We're going to read, um, Bob's story. So, so you're looking at like every week I go to a zoom meeting where, the core group is recovered big book thumpers. Mm. And I'm so fine with using that term big book thumper. I really don't give a shit. Um, it's definitely more used as a pejorative than a positive thing, but, um, you know, it it goes hand in hand with what you're talking about. Like, you know, I'm not going to, if somebody listens to us here or in any of the other episodes we've done and walks away thinking that like we're shaming anyone's lifestyle or we're trying to tell people how to live, I don't know how to help you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like if that's the vibe that you get, if if you're if you're getting a vibe from from these hours and hours and hours of content that we're putting out um that like we're trying to say that, you know, we, we've got a lock on something and it's exclusive to us or that like, you know, you're not living your life right and you need to do things the way that we say, then like, I just, brother, I don't know how to, I don't know how to explain that that's not what's going on here. It seems so plain to me that you and I and the people we have on the podcast are just excited about life and trying to offer a path to that excitement to whoever Mm -hmm. wants it and whoever does the work. And to a greater extent to your point, um, a minute ago, you know, my, my life is not without problems. Right. Mm -hmm. And I am current in step work. So, You know, one of the things that I always emphasize with people I work with or, you know, if I speak in meetings um, is that there is a precise set of directions in the book Alcoholics Anonymous. There's the first third of the book devotes itself to describing the person that the process is for. And then another third lays out the rest of the process and then there's some chapters about living in that process, right? That's mm-hmm. kind of a rough estimate of how it goes. Yeah. So, so in 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 doing that work, you you'll you'll have this experience if you follow those directions. You just will, you know. If you look at somebody like me who had <laughs> just an asinine conception of a power greater than myself when I started the work, I took the actions and I got the result. And, and it's just as plain as that. So. I can tell you where every single person I sponsor is in the steps right now. Mm. If you gave me a list, I might not fucking remember them, 
But <laughs> once you remind me who exactly every person is, I'll be like, oh, yeah. Bailed on eight. Bailed on, on you know, four. Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, haven't heard from you since seven, you know. Um, so that same truth applies to me. I can tell you exactly where I'm at with 12. I sponsor a bunch of people. I go to meetings like last night and try to carry the message and offer this experience to other people. Um, I can tell you exactly where I am with 10. I do inventory on resentment and fear. I look at selfishness and dishonesty, mainly in my nightly review. I can tell you exactly where I am with 11. Every morning, every night, I follow the directions in the book. Throughout the day, I continue to seek inspiration and try to follow those. And to your question right now, Another part of what I do in 12 is my Zoom life, you know, where I'm going and participating in this fellowship of recovered people. Once a week, I go and I talk about my current experience with the work, the book, with a bunch of recovered people and with some new people who happen to come to that meeting as well. Mm -hmm. Now, outside of that, Basically, my entire Zoom meeting life is purposely going to meetings where there's almost no solution being talked about <laughs> so that so someone will be talking about the book and the directions and this shit that me and you were talking about where it's like, hey, dude, I'm having a crazy awesome experience right now. Mm. And like the big rubber stamp on all of this is that this is available to fucking anyone who does those directions. Anybody who does that shit can have this. And so back to my, my, my previous thing when I was talking about, you know, experiencing neutrality with money and stuff there, there's problems in my life where I don't experience neutrality mm -hmm. and I, and I have to look at, 10-step inventory on that, you know, and I talked about this resentment thing and I talked about frustration and feeling discomforted and I will still go into this managey thing where I'm like, I need to fucking figure things out and I'm right and I'm current in my 10-step where I will look at that and I will do inventory on it and I will talk to someone and I will make amends if I need to and I will turn my thoughts to someone I can help. I'm following the directions and anybody who follows those directions will get the results, mm. you know, and you'll have your own cool experience and it's unique to you and it doesn't need to look like anybody else's, but I guarantee you, if you, if you do what the book says, you can have that same kind of neutrality, whether it's, you know, fucking COVID and all this other insanity or, or, or everything's seemingly normal, you know, because, mm -hmm. You know, let's not forget that, like, there's just as many people who are who are going to be like, well, don't let things get too good. You're right. <laughs> you <know? laughs> yeah, exactly. That's when I get squirrely. Yep. Things were just too good. But, I mean, you I know. I think sometimes I, I forget that people say shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, because see, this I'm is, not. <laughs> the stuff that I hear in these meetings I go to. <laughs> 
it's like i mean i yeah i guess i don't know why it's like i think it's easier to tune them out on zoom than it is when you're sitting in a room with them true so i mean but but you you do a similar thing with zoom basically right yeah so it's like uh um actually so what came up recently was that i wasn't having as much success in getting sponsees and i felt like the reason was is because i have a lot of success in getting sponsees when i'm at the same meeting week in and week out because what usually happens is is people initially really dislike me Mm -hmm. but then eventually they have an experience where they're like fuck he was right and then then they usually that's when they want to talk to me Mm -hmm. um and so this like jumping in and out of meetings thing wasn't working you know like i couldn't just like roll into this like random meeting on a tuesday at 10 or a tuesday at 1 p.m but not show up like there consistently Mm -hmm. and so it's so funny because um you know i went to god and i was like i don't know how to fix this so i'm just gonna ask you to show me what to do you know and then i'm just not gonna do anything until you just decide to show me and uh and then it wasn't two days later that somebody i know texted me and was like hey i uh, just got an opportunity to start bringing meetings into a rehab every week and i thought you might like to have a spot <laughs> you are right like, yes i would please thank please and thank you <laughs> and uh you know so showed up there you know and and wouldn't you know it uh pretty sure i got a sponsee out of it so um you know that's just uh the the zoom thing hasn't really changed anything for me um you know it was just realizing that i needed to i needed to personally i needed to apply the same um thing in zoom that i would in a real world you know Mm -hmm. which is in the real world i go to the same meeting every single week yeah and so i need to be the same with zoom so like I need to go to this same Zoom meeting every single week and show up there and be and make that my. I can still hop in and out of these other meetings and because I'm still getting sponsees there. It's just mm-hmm. not as consistent, you know. Yeah. Um, it's just like in my regular meetings, I go to this certain meeting on Tuesday, and it's unusual for me to not get at least two, if not three, sponsees every single time I go there. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, and so it's not unusual uh, for me to go to that meeting. <laughs> And, and have no one talk to me because <laughs> somebody countershares me immediately after I finish speaking. That is true. That is true. It's not me, though. No. Um, You're the guy covered in tattoos dropping F-bombs left and right. Who, who like, everyone's afraid to countershare. <laughs> Like he will pull out a corkscrew and shiv me. <laughs> and here I am making loving God look cool. <laughs> so um, so uh all of this kind of points us in the direction of like what it is that we're trying to do with the podcast currently. Yeah. Right. Because um you know, we're not just dropping in the podcast feed to talk about this stuff. You know, we're trying to give a little little preview of what's what's about to happen, right? Because we got some big, cool, awesome shit coming up. I'm super excited about what we're about to do. Yeah, and I mean, uh, yeah, it's all of this. Also, is like very clearly the the hand of something bigger than any of yeah, us. Absolutely. And um, I do want to quickly mention, like. Um, 
opening like an email or opening a message on Instagram or whatever, or even seeing like reviews on the podcast apps mm -hmm. and seeing the stuff that people are saying, um, it's crazy humbling. Like having somebody like, not even somebody, like many people have such a, just such heartwarming stuff to say about like, mm. you know, um, our podcast opening a door for them. Um, it's awesome. You know, mm. I feel like it's the direct inverse reaction to what I thought was going to happen when we put out this kind of podcast. I don't think people would ever realize that when we did this, we fully expected nothing but negative <laughs> commentary. Yeah. And other than that one guy who literally just confused us with somebody else, <laughs> we've had nothing but love. <laughs> yeah. And I keep, I keep feeling like, okay, next, the next thing it's going to like, I keep thinking it's going to happen. And then it's like every, like every time there's a new message or a new review or something, I'm like, I'm like, I kind of get almost giddy. I'm like, here it comes. And then it's like somebody who's just like so loving and, and, and thankful. And like that is so, it's so incredible to be a part of something where somebody is literally, and, and many people, many times it's happened where I read something from someone and, or someone comes to a Zoom meeting or something and they're like, y you guys pointed me in a direction that resulted me in, in, in me recovering and mm. and now i'm sponsoring people and i'm stoked to be alive and i'm like right. it's just like my heart gets fluttery just thinking about it Ugh. so it's the best so what one of the things that we're about to do is we're gonna do we're about to drop a new season it's not gonna be super soon it'll be starting within a few weeks though um yeah and so look for that but it's gonna be a all season two is going to be a series called clear cut directions. We have 12 different people. They're all going to talk individually on a specific step and specifically around the directions around that step. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we have some special guests, some, some, I would say super special guests, which maybe we won't tease those just yet, but, uh, just know that, um, there's some, some really, incredible people some people you'll know that you've heard on the podcast before and other people that are going to be new to the podcast um and uh and i think our goal with this was that you could potentially listen to these 12 and be set up so that when you were done listening to them you'd be able to take somebody through the work rapidly and how it's laid out directly out of the book mm -hmm. And Would I can agree with that. Yeah, and and just hearing you say that, like it reminds me of, uh, you know, there's there's speakers who are absolutely the only reason that I gave AA another chance, like a decade and a half mm -hmm. after walking away from it. Um, right. When I felt I had no other option, there's absolutely people who were talking in their in their speaker tapes that I randomly found around the internet about the 10 step promises about experiencing freedom um, and not talking about just like I've been sober since 1989 and one day at a time and meeting makers make it and not just saying that stuff and not just talking right. about 
having this ball and chain experience with Alcoholics Anonymous, talking about being lifted up. And so in sobriety, especially in early sobriety, like those same people, I was able to find workshop tapes that they had done about Mm. sponsorship and about step work. And that was like a training program for me with in tandem with the book and some of that stuff I took and I absorbed and I tried with people and I didn't dig and I didn't feel like it fit well, you know, but the main takeaway that I took from that, you know, filtering it through the book was if I'm entering into all this prayerfully, if I've done the work and my focus is to help someone else through the work, then like, the stuff that's extraneous to that is just going to fall away, you know, because I will either willfully try to make something work and it won't work, or I will be inspired to set it aside anyway. So mm-hmm. by, by a process of elimination or by a process of inspiration, one of the two, the stuff that doesn't work goes away. Yep. And like, you know, it can be daunting to just be a person with a book and be like, mm. okay, I'm here to sponsor you. And that can right. be hard, you know, but I guess our, our main hope here is exactly like you said, like there are clear cut directions. I have a hard time believing how many people have contacted us and said, I never knew that there were directions in the book. It's, it's uh, something that, I feel we can really be of service by having, you know, a dozen different voices talk about the directions. And I'm super yeah. excited to do that. And um, just real briefly, I want to touch on we're also planning um, a live Zoom workshop where we're going to be doing a similar thing, but we're really going to be focusing on uh, being a sponsor in the era of Zoom. Um, you know, finding sponsees in Zoom, working with people through Zoom, and probably most importantly, working the steps rapidly with with new people, getting somebody through yep. the steps at a good clip the way that people were doing it when success rates were 75, 90%. Yeah, and I think we would love to have, you know, everyone that's uh, interested in that join us uh the more the merrier and i think again some friends of the podcast will be there so some familiar voices uh will be uh, will be taking part in that as well and uh yeah I- i'm really excited for season two i'm really excited i'm really really excited for this workshop and uh where i have no idea what that's even going to look like but i'm <laughs> i'm really excited to see what happens with that and uh yeah, um it's gonna be cool yeah, I'm stoked, dude. I can't wait. And I hope uh I hope more people reach out. I hope more people get in touch with us and uh and and I hope that we just keep doing keep doing this thing. Absolutely. So, uh everybody, happy 2021. Thank you so much for the support and for listening. Um look for season 2 coming soon and probably about the same time <laughs> look for the uh maybe a little right. later look for the the live the information on that live uh zoom workshop we will be posting more info on that and stuff but by yeah. all means reach out to us at uh an email podcast greater than yourself at gmail.com or on 
Instagram, a podcast yeah, so greater than yourself. Can they also reach out at Dr. Silkworth? Yeah. The Dr. Silkworth ridiculous meme page. <laughs> or or greatest meme page on the internet. But either way, yeah. Dr. underscore Silkworth. Feel free to reach out to me there. And uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for an awesome 2020. Super incredibly stoked to um, get all this new stuff in your ears soon. And uh, thank you, Fred, for being an amazing partner in all this stuff. No, thank you, John, because you've you've given me chills at least three times in the last hour. <laughs> I'm going to try super hard not to end this by singing that song from Greece. So... <laughs> Yep. Okay. I got to go. I got to go. All right. Love you, dude. See you, dude. All right. See you later. This has been a podcast greater than yourself. A podcast greater than yourself was created by recovered alcoholics. All involved in the creation of this podcast are active members of Alcoholics Anonymous who wish to carry the message of our own recovery to those who still suffer. We do not claim to represent Alcoholics Anonymous. All comments are from our own experiences as alcoholics who have recovered by following the directions for the 12 steps found in the book Alcoholics Anonymous. Thanks for listening.